When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Hello, happy day, and let's all say thank you, Jesus. The Salt Lake women have left the country and have entered Bermuda. There were so many comments. Like I was like, I think they might be the most eager group of housewives to go on a trip. I think the rest of them, it's just like, it's assumed they're going to go somewhere nice. And they were like, no, we're leaving the country. Finally. When Whitney said that to her husband, she was like, I'm fine. Like, we're finally leaving the country with my friends. I'm like, that is definitely a dig at the one, the only Jen Shaw. Oh, as it should. I mean, yeah. I'm happy for them. But we're we're getting budget instead of the <laughs> houses in like Phoenix or whatever. I mean, it looks beautiful. I, I, mean, oh. I want to go to Bermuda after seeing this trip. But let's talk about Meredith Marks. For okay. A <laughs> um, girl, we understand you love a tub. I felt like that that part of this episode continued just a teensy bit too much for me. But she was such a vibe like. Meredith getting off the plane, freezing, still sleeping, just completely out of it. I don't know if I would say she was necessarily sick. I think she should just say, I had one too many sleeping pills and I'm groggy and still coming out of it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The fact that she took two sleeping pills, like I'm groggy after like not even sleeping pills, like a NyQuil. Like I could not imagine if I took two and like how fucked up I'd feel. Then probably dehydrated, mixing, I'm sure, alcohol. Alcohol. Right. All of the above. You're going to feel like shit. Hence the IV pack that she later gets. I mean, I can't really take melatonin because like I wake up the next day with like this like weird groggy hangover that like doesn't lift until the afternoon for me. I I can only like and I think I know a lot of other people who have that issue with melatonin. If you do, you can try magnesium. It works for me. But um, I'm sure like that's just what she had. Like, I feel like we're being a little dramatic. She's like pissed that no one's like checking on her and waiting on her hand and foot. Oh, well, one thing I'll disagree with you is bath gate, because as a person who loves a bath and a tub. I could understand the importance of needing to soak and relax. It was her one request. Yes, it's dramatic. That's not her trip. It's her one request. But I, I mean, also, she was so out of it. She could have tried a little harder, been like, hey, can someone give me? I'm all for that. All I'm saying is I understand the love of the bath, Miss Marks. So I'm with you. Looking forward to your bath line coming out. Yeah. Invite me to the opening, please. I, I think my favorite part was that. Heather was like, I mean, did she, she's like, we didn't have time just to be sitting soaking in the tub. And then it cuts to Whitney in a tub that like, I can't wait for that to be brought up on the reunion. Um, yeah, I thought Tubgate just, it kept getting brought up. I get like, share your feelings. You were upset. Everyone knows you love a tub. That is true. We've been seeing it for seasons. Your only request was a tub. The women even said, well, you were like groggy and out of it. We just need to make sure Meredith has a tub and she didn't get it yeah Um, i just think it's like so funny and like what i love about housewives but what i loved even more was meredith getting her iv she truly looked like death i mean (laughs) the fact that she continued to film she looked like death she gets an iv they're like okay you're just like severely dehydrated 
And then not only is she having IV, but she's getting glam in the bed, getting ready to go out and like make some miraculous recovery. Like it just made me laugh hard watching her get glam in bed. I would love to get glam while sleeping. Oh, like when you know, like like there during BravoCon, if I could have gotten had somebody do my makeup for me while I took a nap, oh, that would have been. I'm a game changer. I mean, the internet's so funny. They're like, it's giving corpse, like, funeral yeah. home. Like, she's dead. Right. And <laughs> they're just doing her makeup and her face. Possibly, but she looked good. It, she I mean, still it looked good. She still looked good. So we make it to this dinner, and this dinner turns into the thruple that I didn't know was such a thing is Heather versus Whitney versus Lisa. Okay, so, wait. Before we get into that, I have to say one thing. Yes, please do. Lisa Barlow ordering when hungry is art. Like the amount of things, and she didn't even ask anyone else what they wanted. She was just looking at at that menu and it's like, I want the muscles, I want this, I want that, I want this, I want that. And she has said that like she has a very fast metabolism. Um, based off of what we've seen, and I mean, I would agree with it. Um, hashtag blessed, but like the amount of food she ordered was killing me now yes let's get into the thruple no, I, was... I just laughed though she's like bread and diet coke and then she's like escargot yeah. mussels oh of course the one in white like the white wine i do think like if you've been like like day drinking a little bit and then like if you haven't had like a real meal and you sit down for a real meal you're like i want nachos i want ravioli i want like you do just want to like nibble on a million things oh absolutely and we missed the main course because obviously after they get back ha- the house they're all like drunk eating because yeah they leave. So yeah. it's like the main, because at first I was, as we're talking about this, I'm like, I'm a little concerned by the amount of seafood while drinking as much as I love to partake. It's not a, it doesn't really soak up the alcohol. That's not a, you need like a burger. You need, now, if you did fish tacos, different get story. Behind that. Can totally get behind that. But this isn't a food podcast. So let's pivot back to the thruple. So Lisa and Whitney, Whitney Okay, essentially, we talk about Bathgate. Meredith is like, I just needed to be heard. And like, thank you for saying sorry that I didn't get my damn tub. Like, that's all she wanted. So then Whitney's like, I'm going to take the opportunity and just say that I didn't feel heard by you, Lisa. I felt like at this moment, I really needed you to be there for me. Lisa, of course, instead of just owning her part, goes into, no, 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 you made me feel like shit. I left, blah, blah, blah. Then all of a sudden, Heather chimes in. Is like, well, Whitney or Lisa then throws the dagger at, at Heather. Whitney, versus, well, Whitney versus Heather, basically saying that, oh, no, you're out there saying that I'm making you a better person. I don't need you to make me a better mm-hmm. person. But it was this like weird triangle, this thruple I didn't know was well, happening over Lisa. What I had the weirdest like confusion about is it was like Whitney came in kind of guns blazing at Lisa. The second Lisa was like, I've been talking to Heather and she told me that you're saying you're making me a better person. Then Whitney like pivots and is like all mad at Heather. Shut the fuck up. Heather, you're horrible. So mad. And in that moment, I don't know if because she's so mad at Heather. She's like, I'm just going to forgive and forget with Lisa. But in the matter of the time it took her to say shut the fuck up, she was then back on Lisa's side and okay with her and saying like, you guys are all jealous of our friendship. I'm like, whoa, what, what are you mad at her? What is happening? I mean, it's giving sister wives and Lisa's a husband. Like that's what this moment was giving to me the entire time I was watching it. I'm like, I mean, y'all are really fighting for Miss Barlow's attention. I get it. I love that. Like 
But <laughs> it just seemed so weird and off-putting. And then the fighting, well, you told me to shut the fuck up. And no, I did. And like, <laughs> just like, and then they were like, cheers. And she's like, I'm not cheersing you, wit. And it was like, it was so bizarre. Um, and then the bad yeah. weather came in. They leave like abruptly. It felt like somewhat abruptly. They leave. Everyone's eating hangover food while at the house or like drunk food, I should say, not even hangover food, drunk food. So then we're left with Monica and Meredith. And this was like the wildest like exchange I've seen in a minute. I was literally just going to say that was the craziest exchange. I'm like, do they both know who they're talking to? Like, I think I do think whatever's going on, Miss Marks, she's still coming off of that sleeping pill something because she's just seemed disoriented. Oh, she did seem confused. So Monica trying to earn her check basically brings up how a couple days ago, Monica and Meredith go and have lunch. And during this lunch, Meredith brings up the fact that she's getting these DMs about Angie K and how Angie K owes money and all these, like, basically she's in legal troubles. And, also, and I think she's in the Greek mafia. And then, yeah. not only that, I was going to say, she's in the Greek mafia. Production did an excellent job showing her with the money at the Easter and, like, just showing all the Angie K of it all. But it was so strange. So then... Monica's like, wait, I got these DMs too. And as she's trying to talk about it and she's trying to like get Meredith on her side to kind of, I feel like planning a confrontation with Angie. Meredith looks at her like, what? I don't know what you're talking about. And and she's like, did you get the filings and the documents? And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. It was so fun. I'm like, so it kind of begs the question. Did Monica like make some of this up or what like i don't know it's like weird or is meredith just so much out of it like we've been hearing rumblings that monica maybe was running a fan account that was like knocking the women so did she that's a bomb drop yeah but i'm just saying like is she dming herself to then be like look at this stuff and she's the one doing it i mean it's very well i feel like meredith although fucked out of her mind i think she's smart enough to know that moment she's on camera and doesn't want to get caught on camera she's really good about saying stuff off camera really really good at really good and i think she in that moment was not aware of a lot of things but she was aware of that cameraman camera woman and was like i'm not gonna say shit right now until i'm clear in the head and then we'll see what happens so this will be good for meredith because right now unless like unseen footage pops up at the reunion Right now, there's no camera camera footage of Meredith talking about Angie being in the Greek mafia. There is no camera footage of Meredith talking about the DM she got. There's only footage of Monica talking about the conversation and Monica talking about the DMs. So Meredith could really be like, I don't know where she... Like, I could see Meredith spinning this. Like, I have no idea what she's talking about. I didn't bring it up. I would never do that. Um... Side note, I find mafias, like, so interesting. Like, I, like, secretly, I'm like, I would love to be in a mafia. Um, Abby, you're always full of surprises. Oh, I would th- I would be such a good mafia wife because I, I, yeah, I would ride or die for a mafia. I'd lie, cover for some people. I feel like you do some shit. I, I mean, I have a dark side. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think I can get, I would love to have the front of someone in a mafia. Like, if I needed uh, the, something. Yeah. The connection. But I don't really need to be in it. It would scare me because, like, if you turn on them, like, then, you know, you're a widow. But the, I mean, they, it's like ride or die. They look out for one another. 
I don't know, Goodfellas is like one of my favorite movies. And so I'm always like, man, I could I could get behind this as a mafia wife. I've never seen Goodfellas. Okay, so I have a weird obsession with Ray Liotta. Like when he passed away, I actually had a really hard time with it. Um, that's not my favorite Ray Liotta movie. My favorite Ray Liotta movie is Karina Karina. I posted it when he died and a lot of people agreed with me. But Goodfellas, like you, it's, you need to see it. It's so good. Okay. It's I'll, better than Godfather. And I know I'm going to get DMs for that. Anyway, we're not going to turn this into um, Mafia. This is like yeah. a food, po- food podcast, uh, Mafia. Let's talk so, about the next episode. I mean. Shit's going to hit the fan and it's going to come to Meredith. So I'm looking forward. I always love, I don't know if it's like a theme dinner, but they looked kind of like they all had head, headbands or I mean, something. They like love to do that. like something. Like they do very like mild themes. They're not going to be like. We're not going to dress you and make you look ridiculous at dinner like they did um, in Palm Springs, but they do always do like a weird like, wait, can we take a minute to, I'm all over the place. Angie, honey, when you have a pimple, <laughs> you use concealer, you, you can use the Mighty Patch, hashtag the Mighty Patch, feel free to sponsor us, we love you. Um, you do not bejewel it. No. That was really That bizarre. was very strange and honestly draws more attention to your forehead. Yeah. I'm like, I'm sorry. You are, I think, mid-40s, rolling up to the airport with bejeweled foreheads. And like basically a juicy couture. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, honey, you're not like, yeah, you're not going to like Coachella. What are you doing? I don't know what she's doing, but I kind of in the Delulu of it all, I like I mean, it. Like it was with, just like hilarious. I'm like with Meredith, what? it's like so funny. Yeah. Like all of it is like what I could love you imagine being an outsider and you're waiting for your luggage in Bermuda, thinking like I am about to go on a great vacation, and you see this woman like falling asleep everywhere, probably like barely like walking. And then you've got somebody with like I'm sure uneven now at this point because she's fallen asleep, like bejewels on her forehead. I, I mean, I feel like that would be hilarious. It would be um, insane. All right, like, pivot over to Winter House. So. Winter House, this was like a very interesting episode and unfortunately a bad one for our girl, Danielle, but we'll get into the Danielle of it all. Let's talk about Jizzy continuing to make an appearance with Jason. That made me laugh. Just, it's like not lost on me that she's Do you think she gets paid to do a FaceTime? Like, I'm sure they're like, here, we're going to throw you like, you know, a stack of. I have no idea how that would work because then you would think that would apply to like Brian Benny's mom. Like, I don't feel like you would get paid for like a quick little FaceTime. I feel like Giselle probably negotiated that. But her being on there, it was great. They do seem like they have, like, as much as the age gap is, like, noticeable, it seems like there's just, like, this genuine connection and, like, chemistry with them. No, I agree. We saw them at the after party. Yeah. And they, and were, they were, like, a normal like couple. A normal the, couple. Yeah. Like, chummy. Like, didn't, we didn't talk to them or anything. But they definitely seem coupled up. So that just made me laugh. Okay. Brian Benny being a mama's boy. I died that they're talking about like DMs and messages they haven't received and that someone said, you need to grow up and get off your mama's tit. That just like honestly killed me because (laughs) it's just such a funny unhinged thing to send to somebody. I mean, especially to a stranger that you don't know, but hey, that's the internet. Um, Clearly, it's like stuck with sweet little Brian Benny. I I mean, as a boy bomb, I'm like, I mean, I think it's kind of cute when you see mama's boys. But I also, I agree with like what they were telling him in the car. Like there are some women that would like see that and be like, oh my gosh, he has such a good relationship with his mom. Like, you know, he treats women well like that. I mean, I don't think it's like terrible to be a mama's boy, but like the fact, like, you know, that is bothering him. Oh, it absolutely is. He's like very, he's like, no, I'm like tough. Like it's not, 
you know, we kind of unpack a little bit more of that as the yeah. episode goes on. But are any of your boys a mama boy? Uh, my oldest, I like joke that like if he leaves the house before 40, um, I'll be pretty surprised. And I'm actually the meatloaf. Really. <laughs> yeah. And like I'm okay with it because he's also like the most like um nurturing, considerate, like, and he's like the least destructive. So um if he's here for a long time, that's all right. But yeah, I'm I think it's I think it's normal. It also changes. I feel like there's something with their ages, like they go through certain phases. Yeah, I feel like both I mean mama girls i guess but right now my girls are both like obsessed with me they love their yeah. dad but they're constantly every night fighting over who's sitting on my lap and who Aww. gets my attention yeah. it's annoying but sweet at the same time but what's not sweet is captain Can- sandy i'm all for these cameos that we're having on winter house left and right riley's in one moment jason's out i captain can't keep Sandy's up in but no one need we didn't need this did we need captain sandy I mean, I'm so biased. I'm sorry. Captain Sandy is like, it's very triggering for me. And I can't quite pinpoint why I dislike her so strongly. Like, there's just like a multitude of things. But I do. And it really started, I'll be honest, it started when she fired Hannah. No, I know. I was going to say, I'm going back to like BravoCon 2019 when you asked about Captain Sandy's book and how we like. <laughs> oh, no, I'm like, you're so inspiring. You need to write a book. And now I'm like, I would burn that fucking book. Um. I wouldn't burn it. I just no, I know. It. This is like the spicy of Abby I love. We're yeah. getting like an unhinged Abby and I'm all about this. No, but, but I don't want her um, on Winter House. No, but I was here for the outfits and that like. That was cute. Mar- I liked it. Cute. Yeah. The little beach setup aesthetically for a photo was cool, but honestly looked miserable. I would not want to be sitting out while it's snowing like that and like trying to drink like that's not horrible. using the shade to like block. I mean, like, yeah, when it's snowing like that, you move. You move the drinks inside. Yes. So they eventually did move. I think she should have done it inside, honestly. That would have been like a little better, but I'm yeah. sure aesthetically was not hitting. So, okay. Danielle, 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 Danielle. Her and Alex, she is on one hand thinking she's playing it cool. Her drunk alter ego, which I feel like Danny, I don't know what we want to call her, is playing another kind of game. And it's just very, seems very insecure reading into things, thinking Jordan and Alex, like something is going on and they're not telling me anything and what's happening here. And Alex is getting like more and more turned off and being a lot more distance as a result. I know I felt bad when she was like, I mean, you're welcome to come like hang out in New York. And he like, you could tell was like, no, thank you. And then when he said the comment of like, I would love to be friend zoned. I mean, I was like, that's shady, but also like, I get it. Like, and we love Danielle, but like if you're on a trip and you think you're just having fun flings and the person's telling you it's a fun fling and then they're acting a different way, it's going to start to like ruin it because it's like, you know, he tried to sleep in the other room and she's like, come in here. What are you doing? And I, yeah, that's rough. That's, that's a tough spot to be in when you're sharing. Yeah. And that's when his dick is saying one game and her head is like, his head is saying a different game yeah. and the dick is where it's getting messy because, you know, he's a man at the end of the day. But what I couldn't get over and Danielle. Uh, honey, love you, girl. But when you have the audacity to tell Jordan that she's low energy, you got to bring the vibes up. Is it because like there's no man like here to flirt with you? I was like, what in the world? Like if someone said that to me, I'd be like, are you insane? What is wrong? I didn't quite understand it because like I also felt like people were flirting with Jordan. Like, yeah, Alex. The, <laughs> right. Well, and also like, Brian Benny like tried to kiss her the first like I was like 
she actually, I think, has like shot down the flirtations. Yeah, um, she's just like chilling and like, I don't know. I mean, I'm guessing she's probably like over it and ready to go home and having like, but I just thought that was such so Delulu of Danielle to say. And I appreciated that Jordan kind of shut her down. I was like, wait, if you're going to be mad at anybody, be mad at Alex. Yeah, don't try to spin this into like me and you feuding. Good, and, good move, Jordan. No, good move. And then we get into the most like the funniest, like, weirdest three minutes at the end of this episode brian benny gets a package from his mom it's some clothes and danielle is like coming in aggressive and is like fuck fuck yeah. your mom's clothes and know. throwing the clothes and kyle's like whoa 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 like what is happening here like why are you acting like this oh i should important detail alex and Be- Brian or Alex and Jordan had a conversation where he said he's not he doesn't like Danielle or Danielle's the worst. Yeah. So we don't know if Danielle actually overheard that or not before. That's this, a good point. That's yeah. Rampage that she goes on where Danny girl comes out. But the fact that she like threw his clothes. I have a screen grab. Don't worry, guys. It's added to my reactions folder of Brian Benny flipping off because it was so funny to me. <laughs> but that was wild. I just like I get when you're mad, you sometimes take it out on not the, per- like, not the person you're mad at. But, like, what did Brian, Benny, and his mom ever do to Danielle? Like, I kind of agree with Kyle. He was like, the fuck is this aggression coming from? Like, his sweet mom that he, you know, is still trying to cut that umbilical cord is sending him stuff. And she was, like, activated by it. It was very, like... Yeah, it this was not the best episode for no, I just was like, what is happening? And then when she like they try to have a heart to heart and he's trying to calm her down and he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like he's trying to set her straight. But she kept being like, I just want to vibe like fun vibes, fun vibes. And he gets his sunglasses on. And then she's like, does he like me? And he's like, oh, God, (laughs) it's like so bad. I think this is what happens when you try to like suppress a breakup. And you're like, I'm cool. I'm the cool girl nothing bothers me like because she does like to like give off that vibe and but I think it's okay to be like no I'm like I just went through a bad breakup I'm all over the place and now I'm like you know basically in the area where my ex is like you know she's not too far away from him um I think that like I think it's okay to like say that but I think she was trying to play it off like she was really cool and then she drinks and then it's like I've been suppressing this so long and then I like let it all out and then it's a tornado uh yeah. I mean we saw a little bit with the knives and then in this instance is Brian Benny's is Brian Benny's package. It's just ooh, yeah. It honestly makes me sweat a little bit and I can imagine now having seen these clips because a lot of the times with reality TV, I'm not envious of these reality TV stars cuz they film these shows. They live live it. Yeah. They don't live the confessional part or like this places where they're not at. So it's very Well, on Watch What Happens Live, Alex said that him and Danny were no longer cool as of the reunion because she just saw that he said, like, Danielle's the worst or whatever. Yeah. So I I don't know. I also think it's got to be so cringe. Like, imagine having to watch yourself in moments where you're, like, you know, unhinged or you're drunk and all over the place. And I mean, we've all had them. We just can only, like, imagine, like picturing what we look like yeah. and sound like and look like act like but to see it i feel like oh, i'd be, be so hard. mortified i would be like terrified and want to hide and i probably never sleep i think if i like was on a reality show and i saw myself like because you see the good the bad the ugly i feel like i would never be able to go to bed because i would just be like 
Remember that time in season two I did that? Your anxiety. I think I would have to lead in the Delulu. Like, I think I'd turn in, like, Meredith Marks level of Delulu and, like, just, you know, I don't know. I think I would lean in. Lean I in am the ex- Delulu. I'm excited for this reunion, though. Me uh, too. And you know what I forgot to talk about in this Winter House episode is Corey's parents. Oh, yeah. Um, That's it. Yeah, let's talk about Corey for a second. Um, There's no way he and Sam are still together. I think they're just waiting to, like, announce it for when it makes the most sense. Um, but yeah, his parents, I actually enjoyed them. Yeah, they were sweet. I mean, I thought it was interesting what his mom said about Sam and like not wanting to meet and the whole like eight month situation that we're going to get with Malia and Sam coming up, like gives me a little bit of anxiety, but also I'm like, girl, like you need to take your blinders off and like wake up because this is, you deserve better. Let's say, you know, you deserve better. And lastly, I forgot to talk about this, but the whole pregnancy test of it all. Oh, my God. This is like Melissa Gorga. Where's my law sister? I want a fourth child. Um, I, I, I think this was like part of her storyline going into it. I don't know. What do you think? I mean, I think if I filmed reality TV, I wouldn't want to do a pregnancy test on camera. I think you would only do it if you were so certain you weren't pregnant. But yeah. I just, I don't know. It was a little, it kind of threw me off there. Threw me yeah. off that we I went on it, that journey and then no one in the house knew about it either. So I don't know. I think what also threw me off is like, um, and I get like, you know, you've been married for a couple years and you could change your mind on how you feel about it. But like we had like last season on Summer House, the last one that aired, not the one, last one they filmed. But it was all about her being worried that, like, is she ever going to be able to get pregnant? And is she going to have challenges? And, and, like, I understand that, like, she wasn't thinking I want a kid in that exact moment. But she was worried for the future. And then it quickly was like, I better not be pregnant. I hope I'm not pregnant. I don't know. I just kind of, like, I hope her reproductive life is not her only storyline. Because I think there is more to Amanda than whether she's getting her period and whether or not she's pregnant. Wow. Well said, Abby. Yeah. We're going to take a you, question. You can be more, Amanda. You're more than your... You're more than your period. <laughs> yeah. Wow. The tagline right there. Well, <laughs> we're going to take a quick ad break and strongly pivot. You know what I love about Dose? If you don't know what Dose is, it's something that's so easy to do and take that can improve your overall liver health. The benefits, it's a quick little shot. And what it is, it has cumarin turmeric extract. It has a milk, a ginger root and dandelion root and orange. It has all these amazing different ingredients combined together that help that are proven to improve your liver health. And it actually really tastes good. I was really hesitant. If I'm being honest, I was like, Ooh, I don't know. This doesn't look like it would taste that great, but it actually tastes fantastic. So here's some of the benefits that I want to tell you guys about and something I was not aware of. But DOSE is clinically shown to support healthy liver enzyme function based on double-blind study, ensures optimal liver function, improves long-term liver health, supports healthy metabolic function and digestion, increases energy level. How I incorporate DOSE in my everyday life, this is something that what I do is like after in the morning, after I have breakfast, I take it, go on with my day. What I enjoy most about it, it's super, super easy to incorporate into your routine. Like I said, they provide this little thistle for you. You put it in the refrigerator. You just take it. It just becomes like having a coffee in the morning. Um, And I've also gained some more energy. But if you're still thinking, okay, but why is your liver health important? 
Think of your liver as your body's filter. It's in charge of flushing out unwanted elements and breaking down what you consume into essential nutrients. The liver is responsible for over 500 functions daily. Liver health can impact everything from your brain, skin, gut health, digestion, and everything in between. And dose for your liver, again, it's formulated with ingredients clinically shown to support liver health, potent turmeric, a milk thistle, dandelion, and ginger. If you want to give Dose a shot and invest in your health, Dose is offering Real Moms of Bravo listeners 15% off your first order, plus an additional 15% off if you subscribe for a monthly delivery. That's 30% off your first order. Go to dose.co slash realmoms and use code realmoms. That's dosedaily.co slash realmoms and use code realmoms. Again, dosedaily.co slash realmoms. You guys have heard us talk about quince. We love the fact that it is a great way to transform your closet, put staples in there that you can easily dress up, dress down, wear, you know, from running to a soccer game or to a board meeting and then happy hour. But the best part about quince is that it's all extremely affordable. Uh, As I'm thinking about the holidays, my mother-in-law, sisters-in-law are always my hardest people to shop for. And I am going to be leaning on Quince. They have a range of high quality items with prices within any budget. You can get 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, washable silk tops and dresses, cotton sweaters, comfy pants. They also have amazing bedding. If you know anyone who recently moved um, into a new house, bedding's always a great gift. Uh, and with all Quince items, everything is priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. That's why I'm giving the gift of Quince Buttery Soft Cashmere to my nearest and dearest this year. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. Uh, I've talked about the black uh, crew neck cashmere sweater. I find myself wearing it, honestly, once a week. I think it's just such an easy way to layer or just put it, I even wear it with joggers. So get high quality essentials for yourself at affordable prices for you and the whole family with Quince. Go to quince.com slash real moms for free shipping and 365 day returns on your order. That's com slash real moms to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash real moms. This episode of Real Moms of Bravo is brought to you by Wild Grain. Wild Grain is a first ever bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. Every item bakes from frozen in 25 minutes or less. No thawing required. The team at Wild Grain just sent me a new box. So much delicious stuff inside. Let me tell you all about it. In my box, I received some sourdough bread, some rolls, croissants, and my favorite thing is the pasta. Uh, we always do a pasta night at least once a week. So having this accessible and something that is high quality and super, super easy makes made it that much easy. Kyle makes a fabulous, um, take a play on pasta a la vodka, which is my favorite. So we used our wild grain pasta noodles. And then not only that, we decided to make some, um, homemade garlic bread. So we took the sourdough, sliced it up buttered it up and put a little garlic and in the oven it was super super easy and truthfully at this time of year this is the time if you all are curious about this this is the time to do it when it's full-blown hosting season 
And now you can fully customize your wild grain box so you can get any combination of the breads, pastas, and pastries you like. If you want a box of all bread, all pasta, or all pastries, you can have it all. Plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box plus free croissants in every box when you go to wildgrain.com slash real moms to start your subscription. You heard me. Free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com slash real moms. That's wildgrain.com slash real moms, or you can use promo code real moms at checkout. Potomac. Ooh, what an episode. Um, I do feel like this is like the downfall of the Osefas, though. I just think we are seeing them overproduce, overreact. Um, I think Wendy kind of has a little bit of amnesia, but we'll we'll talk about that at the end. But uh when they were sitting there grabbing lunch and Eddie's like, I'm just trying to be happy, Eddie. And he's coming and telling me that I confronted him from Facebook. I don't know. It just seems a little. The whole thing with the SFOs and what's happening with NECA and Ike, this is where I want like fourth wall to be broken and just like lay your shit out. Because this whole like in-between stuff is so weird. And honestly, Eddie, you could have just been like, sorry, dude, didn't remember you. Like, I friended people in college. I mean, college was a lot, was a time. And like Facebook was like the beginning when we were in college, started when we were freshmen. You friended, I friended strangers from oh. other schools who I didn't if know. If I thought like somebody was hot or I was like, yeah. or my fr- friends at other schools would say, hey, this guy like is dating this girl, go friend her and tell me what she posts. Like, there that's was what no we did. like social yeah. like etiquette or yeah, awareness. None. Now there is obviously. So I just don't get the big deal regarding that. So I'm very, very confused about that. We're going to go into that whole situation more, but me and Gordon. God, like when she was telling that story, oh, that's like, I don't know. I just, my heart like really broke for them because it's like this, the, this whole thing of like, this guy stole our money, right? We want our money. We want the money. We are in a financial strain right now. But then this person takes their own life because of, not maybe just because of you. Obviously, there were other things going on, but you feel like you were kind of like the final piece that led him to do that. Like the anger, the guilt, the just disappointment and just overall like frustration. I'm like, that's a lot to go through. And when you're already having like marital yeah. She when thought they, about divorcing already. I know the fact. Okay. And that's like not something I feel like to take lightly. If you like consulted a divorce, you've obviously gone through the steps and started thinking about all this stuff. And where she's saying, I want Gordon to like think less about the business and be more present. But then at the same token, it's like, honey, your money's gone. <laughs> like what are you, you, we know you don't want to go back to the drip steak club. So right. Gordon's got to go out there and try to make a check. So I'm like, what is really happening here? I mean, I feel like it's probably a combination of it all. I Yeah, I'm sure. But I kind of felt the same way. I'm like, he really can't win. So she wants him to be making a lot of money, but he needs to be home more. He lost his income source. So it's like he's kind of starting over. Like, if you find a job where you don't have to work a lot and make a shit ton of money, let the rest of us know. Because we... Oh, everyone. I mean, like, like Kim like, K says, get to work, bitch. Like, just- yeah. Get to work. So I don't know. That was interesting. So the women head off to Austin. What's your take on Austin and a cast trip? So 
I've been to Austin before and I actually think it's a really cool, fun place. Like I really understand why Ashley picked it. Uh, I don't know if I would have picked the hotel like right by all that construction. It just seemed like maybe they weren't really doing Austin um, the best as far as the tourism board might have been expecting when they agreed to have them on this trip. But um, I think Austin's a cool. I think it's like I'm glad they didn't do Nashville. You know, we already have like seen that. Um, I don't think they've done Austin. I can't. No, I don't think so either. I love Austin. It's yeah. like one of my favorite, great my favorite food. city. Yeah, in Texas. It's like my fave city. So shout out to any of you that live in Austin. So I was here for it. So they get there. They're at the hotel. Um, they get into this fabulous suite and it all starts. The pie, the pie comes out. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't understand. So we got to see this clip of the pie, like comparison, the hole in the freezer, all the, they showed that at BravoCon to cut because like, Potomac premiered the Sunday of BravoCon. Um, I did not understand the pie analogy then. And I thought maybe once I know a little bit more about the season, some of this is going to make sense to me. It actually like made less sense to me after watching it. You know, I love the Grand Dame, but some of her Karenisms I cannot understand. But I appreciate that she sells it with conviction. Yeah. So she's saying, you know, she had a pie. It's Robin. She put half of it in the freezer. She's now cutting up, you know, half of a half. And I love that Robin's like a quarter. (laughs) So we now have a quarter of pieces that we're losing from Robin. And it all has to do with Robin and her truth telling and accountability that Miss Grand Dame Karen Huger does not feel like she's seeing. But I just like kills me that she like is so delulu that she doesn't see she, anything crazy about. The she couldn't analogy. understand why no one else was like, this makes perfect sense to me. Like I do like Candace was like, so it's not getting moldy. Like, I think she was kind of like, what, what's the significance of the freezer? And like, when then she said she cut it. So I'm like, did you thaw that other piece? Did you throw it away? So now a quarter's gone and there's nothing that Robin can do to become a whole pie again like, i'm i really don't i don't what i know. love about karen though is like she's committed she's committed oh, yeah. to her bit you would never see if that were me i would i would, I would. I would oh, okay never mind guys like total flop don't know what i was thinking karen no this is a damn pie and we're going to continue with that. and she's going to stick by it at the reunion if the pie comes up at the reunion she's going to be like let me explain the she's pie. she's going to bring the Half pie you, she's going to bring a pie she, you know what? She's not gimmicky like Wendy and some of like the other women can be, but I think she should. I wish she would have like brought Andy half a pie when she was on Watch What Happens. Live. Oh, that would have been so funny. So she talked about it on Watch What Happens. Live yeah. And we still don't get it, but it's still funny. I She's sticking with it. She's yeah. sticking with it. So we get through the pie analogy and then we get outside and things are so awkward. And I'm hearing a lot of the fandom not really enjoying Potomac. And we can talk about that a little bit more. But essentially, it's very, very awkward. Giselle and Candace aren't speaking. Candace is like, hello, are you just going to ignore me? Then we have NECA and Wendy. And then it's like everyone in between. And I feel like Karen's like the only one trying to like somewhat bridge the group together. Oh, and then there's Ashley and Candace who have beef. So it's just very um, awkward. It's it is really awkward. Um, So Giselle claims that for the safety of her children that she's not going to talk talk to Candace because Candace has brought up rumors. I like Candace has not said anything about Jamal that the rest of the world hasn't said. No. And I don't remember her ever really even going hard on Jamal. Giselle did say she felt uncomfortable with Chris and did say she's heard rumors that Chris has cheated on Candace. So like 
I kind of see Candace's point of like, what do you like? How have I impacted your safety and your children's safety? Yeah. When she's impacted her marriage. I just thought it was like really, really rich of Jizzy to yeah. go there. And again, she's Delulu in her own right, where she only sees her point of the story and her version. And she's like sold on it. But really, it's like, honey, you've done a lot of shit. You've done like a lot, a lot of things to a lot of people. We can go back to Monique, production, roll tape. Like there's a yeah. lot of things that you've done to me where... This is like an evil, um, evil <laughs> level playing field. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, all right, let's start talking about Wendy and NECA. What I love. So we're, they start like kind of hashing it out. I think my favorite part of this entire episode is when Wendy decides to read the things she said about Mia, thinking it's going to clear the air about her dark religion. The thunderstorm. Witchcraft. Part of the reason why I love it is it did the opposite of that. But mainly I love it because she like literally like she's like crater face Mia. She's terrible. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, you've already said these horrible things once. You're not. And she was like, I'm just rereading what I've already said as if it makes it OK. Like, that's, those are some tough words. Here. And Mia's just sitting there kind of like, I thought we were good. Um, I'm going to tell you, somebody who was raised Catholic, still practices Catholicism. Um, we were never taught to bring in thunderstorm, hellfire, holy, like that is not a Catholic prayer. Um, that, that is a little witchcrafty, I, I don't like know a little wanna, out there. Like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what we want to call it, but th- that does seem to be kind of praying against someone. Um, I do also love Karen saying, well, she threw holy in there, so <laughs> it's probably good. I'm like, it's okay. But you know, they can do, so there's that. And then we get into the NECA of it all. And NECA and Mia just go back and forth of how they knew each other. You didn't know me. What's the beef? Like your mom and all this stuff. And ultimately, I'm getting a little bored of this fight. I just really want them to look at the cameras and just say, okay, let's cut the shit. Well, how about Wendy saying, I barely know your cousin. And then they're like, well, didn't you like talk about her at your daughter's like, what was it? a?" Like uh, like a her, or it was like like a welcome see, but like a bigger yeah, yeah like welcome like to the world party culture yeah yeah and she was saying like when she thinks of the perfect Nigerian woman she talked about Neka's cousin which I'm like oh you are getting burned by these receipts Wendy because I think it's a bit of a stretch to say you've never heard of someone you don't know someone you've never met them like they are a complete stranger to you yet you are this close with their cousin and the Nigerian community seems to be pretty tight knit in the Potomac DMV area, you've at least heard of NECA. If you're this close with our cousin, you've heard of it. Oh, you've a hundred percent heard of her. I also wonder if it all has to do with her being on the show and yeah. all of that aspect. Cause they mentioned that me, it was like, Oh, she didn't like me. You know, they, I, I do. I'm starting to kind of get that narrative. One thing though, that was cracking me up throughout that exchange. Cause they're bringing out dates like April 2nd, April 4th, April 6th. <laughs> And I was dying at Mia looking at Robin and was like, well, I'm never going to rob these bitches because they, they're like too on it. They'll remember everything. Yeah. Yeah. They'll remember uh, everything. And that just like made me laugh. I also, I was like, what is the significance of the date? I also was dying when they're like, what phone records? They're like Sprint, Verizon. And then she's like T-Mobile. I'm like, it was just, I don't know. I'm like, ladies, this is where y'all are losing me. So we've been saying we've always loved Potomac and we've been enjoying, I still am enjoying this season. Oh, Yeah. But this isn't like, I think sometimes as a fandom, we can be a bit dramatic ourselves. And I think it's like people are, oh my God, like it's not as fun. It's going downhill. 
I don't personally feel that way, but I can understand why people aren't feeling entertained by repetitive storylines or things that continue to drag out. Same. I, yeah, I agree. I, I think we can let the whole NECA Wendy thing go um, and let it be brought up at the reunion, but I still think it's a good season. I'm still enjoying it and finding it. I mean, yeah. So let's wrap up. Um, Let's get to our shout outs. I'm going to give my shout out, and this ties with Potomac, to the Grand Dame for carrying the damn season on her back. She's She's the fence. She's the fence. She is the pie, and she is the moment. So I'm going to give it to Karen because she must be tired, exhausted from all the work that she's been doing on Potomac. So that's who I'm giving it to. Who's your shout out? I was dying when she was like, um, people ride the fence. I am the fence. And like Andy was like, I don't get what you mean by that. Um, Like I was like, I don't. I don't think anybody did. Um, I am going to give my shout out. This is a little delayed, but um, Andy was talking about it on radio. Andy, and it made me realize, oh my God, I forgot to give her a shout out in the moment. Dolly Parton. I think people sometimes forget like what a legend Dolly Parton is, not only because her body be banging at the age she is, but like so many iconic hits. I feel like Dolly Parton walked so like Beyonce and Taylor Swift could run. Because like when you think about like what she, She's done for female like vocalist. It's just like wild to me. And fun fact, people often don't know this or forget this. The Whitney Houston hit, I Will Always Love You, was written and originally sang by Miss Dolly Parton. So it's just like, and look at her. She's never brought it up. She doesn't say like, oh, don't don't give Whitney credit. That's my song. She lets Whitney shine. So um, shout out to Dolly. She's just really amazing. Yeah, let her wear that Cowboys cheerleader outfit. And who gives a fuck? She looks great. Oh, also, shout out anybody in the state of Missouri. Um, Dolly Parton's um, library has just opened up. Uh, it's now accessible for any Missouri residents. So Dolly Parton has this program. It started in Tennessee that every uh, any child that registers for it gets a book. I think it's like every month, maybe every year. I think it's every month because people are like, you're going to get a shit ton of books. You get a book every month um, for the first five years of that child's life completely free. I love it. So we have she, a Dolly Parton Christmas book that we're reading yeah. right now at our house. So she's just, she's, I love that shout yeah. out. I love it. So here is something that I would love for you guys to do. Give us a shout out. You can do that two easy ways. You can give us five stars or written review. I just checked. We're three away from 1K. We're still totally high goal. Man. Do your part. I know there's three of you listening who haven't done it yet and you've heard us ramble and now's your time. This is your sign. So please go ahead and do it. So thank you so much to Bravo Bestie. Shout out to Bravo Bestie, Grateful Mama, A.M. Smith, J.R. J.R. Bones is a bad review, but you know what? We welcome the haters too. Um, M. 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 Ling, Ohio. So everyone, Mr. B. Austin. So thank you so much. Um. So with that, you know, if you want to be a hater, be a hater, or you can make it a good day or don't. The choice is yours.